He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Hi, Andy. Gary Howie calling. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. You know, I know you're a very busy man this time of year, so I really appreciate you taking the time for us. Oh, no problem. My pleasure, man. And, and thank you, too. I really appreciate it as well. Only one man busier than Gary Hoey around Christmas time, and he wears a red suit and has a big white beard. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> uh, I am I am the ho-ho-hoey of this season, and uh, I take it with honor and dignity because, you know, 24 years ago, I, I sat in my bedroom on an 8-track and said, hey, man, what if I rocked out Christmas music? You know, what would happen? <laughs> it's amazing. Translating Christmas classics into rock and roll radiance since 1995. It's hard to believe. 24 years, Gary. That's crazy. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of flew by. Um, I, I, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but, you know, it's great because each year we come out and play, and it's, it's become a tradition for a lot of families. Um, and, you know, at the time I was doing it, I didn't realize I was creating something that would be, you know, stand the test of time. Um, when my mom used to sit there, you know, because we grew up in New England, it was always freezing cold. She would play the Bing Crosby and the Elvis records, and, uh, and she would say, Gary, get your guitar and play a pretty song. And I'd go, <laughs> you know, and then I'd be like, <laughs> but mom, what if we kind of did something a little more, you know, <laughs> You know, I started playing the Grinch, you know. Oh, I love that. And you were really the one that paved the way for some of the contemporary ensemble acts like TSO. Well, you know, at the time, there, was, there wasn't really any guitar Christmas arrangements like that that I had done that were rock, uh, where, where a whole album was done. And, um, you know, I started something, and a lot of people, I think followed after and and i think it was great because now you know i hear reggae guitar christmas albums i hear all this different stuff and i think it's um you know it's just doing it from the heart i mean i love christmas music and i always took each song and tried to find a way of adding that heaviness to it like when i would tune down you know and i started playing on the very first christmas trick i started going know and going into 12 days of christmas and then just going back to a heavy which brought me back to like you know growing up on black sabbath and all this heavy rock music oh i love that old drop d sound gary let me get some more of that yeah well, well how about this one when we go into um that one. Oh, that's so great. Well, for you, was there a light bulb moment that led to the idea to arrange these songs for the guitar and put them on record like you have? Well, it was more, you know, once I decided to do it, um, I was kind of drawing from a lot of my influences as either guitar guys or, um, you know, producers that had influenced me. Like when I went to do Green Sleeves, I was thinking about, you know, going... And I was kind of thinking of like, you know, ACDC meets, you know, U2. Absolutely. And then coming in with... You know, and playing Green Sleeves or something. So each song, I was thinking about, uh, 
you know, what, who, who would be performing it and what kind of guitar sounds like. And there's a lot of, if you listen to my whole complete collection, there's a lot of blues, you know, kind of Stevie Ray stuff where I might do like a, uh, you know, and start shuffling, but then all of a sudden break into and now we're into Winter Wonderland, you know? Oh, you can really make it sing, Gary. Considering how many massively popular songs there are within the genre, did you find it to be a tough process narrowing down to which of them you would include on that first album? Yeah, well, the first album, I was sort of like picking my favorites um, and the ones that were more obvious, you know, the ones that just, you know, you knew people like Santa Claus Coming to Town, whatever, uh, or doing 12 Days of Christmas, uh, Silent Night, and I thought, like, okay, let's get for the, the real staple standards. And then I started getting, you know, when people said, hey, do another album, and, and it got a good response. I mean, I literally made it on an 8-track in my bedroom, you know, the very first one. And uh, everyone said, do another one. Then I started thinking about what songs to do. and It became harder as I went on. Like, okay, what do we do next, you know? Sure. Guitar virtuoso Gary Hoey is my special guest. His Ho-Ho-Hoey Rockin' Holiday Tour is ongoing. Dates and venues available at his official website, GaryHoey.com. Uh, for those unaware, one of your big breaks into the business was thanks to the Prince of Darkness, which is a cool story. Yeah, he... he I owe so much to Ozzy because when I was a kid, you know, Black Sabbath was probably my favorite band uh, growing up, you know, to annoy my mother uh, <laughs> and, and going to see them in concert, you know, saw Black Sabbath live. And then to get to audition for Ozzy was kind of a surreal, like floating off the ground kind of experience because I remember, you know, the first time I heard, you know... <laughs> It was just like a calling, you know. Mm. And when he came to Boston, he went on a radio station, BCN, and he said, I'm looking for a guitar player. And I called up the radio station. I ended up literally playing over the phone um, and just threw the phone on the ground and started going. And uh, I ended up getting a chance to get a demo tape and, and went out to audition for Ozzy. It was just amazing that was um he was looking for a replacement for jake e lee at the time wasn't he he was uh let me see well yeah jake had left exactly and then uh, i know brad gillis was filling in for a little bit then he was looking for a permanent guy uh and he was traveling around the country auditioning tons of people and uh for me just to get to go to california man and and get off the plane get on a limousine i'd never left lowell massachusetts to play with ozzy in a room it really just, you know, you know, it's one of those things where you don't get the gig or you don't get the job, but you get so close to it that you go, you know what, I can do this. Yes, yes, gave you a big boost of confidence. Uh, you know, if you can do that in front of a, somebody of the stature of Ozzy, you can do it in front of anybody. That's right. Correct, correct. And if you can, make, if you can even make Ozzy turn his eye and look at you and go, whoa, you know, for a minute, like that's to me, it's it just, it's just a sign. And it made me feel confident. And he gave me, you know, inspiration to say, you know, I do have something to, to contribute <laughs> to this crazy music business. And I don't have to reinvent it. But, you know, with Christmas music, I kind of did. So I guess, you know, I've done surf music, I've done all kinds of stuff. And it's, uh, it's all fun, you know. Yeah, you mentioned surf music. You did. Um, uh, you collaborated with the uh, late great Dick Dale at one point, didn't you? We did. We worked together on Endless Summer Two, the, oh. the, the kind of dorky, cool surf movie. 
uh, soundtrack that we did together. It was amazing, and uh, I did a tribute to him all summer long when I was touring because he passed away, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, you've also collaborated with the likes of Brian May, Ted Nugent, Kenny Wayne Shepard, Eric Johnson, Steve Vai, Peter Frampton, Lita Ford, just to name a few. And that partnership with Lita, by the way, also extends into a co-writer and producer role, which is a whole different channel for you creatively, I imagine. Yes, yeah, I love working with Lita, writing and producing. We have another record almost done that she'll she'll get out at some point next year, and uh, yeah, it's amazing, man. You know, I love kind of messing around with all kinds of stuff and working with producers like Roy Thomas Baker, who did Queen. Oh, and, man. You know, all these bands and working with Richie Zito, uh, you know, who produced The Cult and and uh, Cheap Trick. I mean, I've, I've been blessed, man. I worked with <laughs> people that worked with Guns N' Roses, and so I, um, I learned a lot from them, and I translated it into what I do as an artist and a producer. So I kind of like to be on both sides of it. It's really fun, and I write for ESPN Sports. I create... Uh, you know, cues that they use on some of their sporting stuff on TV. So that's always keeps me excited, you know. You've gone on to release 19 albums in total, the latest being Neon Highway Blues, which came out last March, which featured guest appearances from Lita Ford, Eric Gales, Lance Lopez, Josh Smith, and another I'm sure you're particularly proud of, your 17-year-old son, Ian. Yeah, oh man, he was great. To have my son play on a record was like a dream come true, because he... Uh, he loves to play the music. He loves blues. He's now playing my Christmas songs. Last Friday, he played on stage with me. Uh, he played uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> I was smiling, man. I mean, it's just great because he's got the feel, you know, and I mean, what am I going to do with all these guitars someday? I got to give them to somebody. I love that. And you, just to see your son in the spotlight, does it take you back at all? It, you know, it really does because when I see him get excited about playing and, and how the crowd responds, it brings me back to when I was a kid and I'm always reminding him, you know, hey, Ian, when I was, you know, I tell him things and stuff, and but he's humble. He's real humble. He's just... He doesn't pay attention to too much of it, and he comes out and hangs out with me. And, and uh, you know, it's nice to see because music is a gift, man. If you can if you can have that gift to play music and inspire people's lives through music, it's pretty cool. You've done just that, no question. Past this run of holiday tour dates, what are you looking forward to in 2020, Gary? Well, in the new year, we're excited about, you know, doing the Rock Legends cruise. We're doing another Rock Fantasy Camp with... Uh, you know, a bunch of a bunch of different people for that. Tom Petty's guy. We're gonna have John uh, John Oates there wow. and uh, Ario Speedwagon. Um, so um, I, I love teaching and mentoring. And then we're gonna get back on the road and start touring. And then we're looking at doing like a double a double live album next year with double vinyl and you know maybe like a whole package thing. Oh, I love that. It ain't the holidays without Gary Hoey. Let me tell you something. Thank you, man. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, man. It's great to have you on. Again, I know you're a very busy man this time of year, but we do appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, ho, ho, hoey. Oh, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, man. Happy holidays, brother.